The Crafty Crew is your weekly craft beer review. Join myself, Kinger, Nally, Mark and Walchy as we try some new and some favourite beers with a little bit of banter along the way. Starts Friday, January 15th with new episodes every Friday. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Crafty Crew podcast. It's episode four and I, for one, am buzzing. Um, it's Tropical IPAs this week. I'm Kinger. I'm joined by Mark. Hello. Nally. Well. And Walchy. Hello there. So, Tropical IPAs, uh, we were chatting before this, I think Sierra Nevada Tropical Torpedo IPA is what would be kind of fairly well known around the world, right? Yeah, I guess um, IPAs in general, Sierra Nevada would be the main name in that. And, you know, Tropical IPAs are just fruit-infused, well, tropical fruit-infused IPAs. Um, and so, they're not too different from your standard IPA, but Nally's going to take us through why and what they are. Yeah, so your standard IPA, to get the name uh, Indian Pale Ale, it's, it's, uh, there's a story behind it. Whether it's true or not, it's up for debate. But uh, basically what happened was they were making they were making beer and it was being brought over to India and uh, it was coming from England. But as they were making it, they had to travel down the coast of Africa. So the beer would be in the barrels and it would spoil as it hit the equator because of the heat. Heat back up and then it would cool back down as it went around uh, South Africa, around the Horn of Africa. So after a while, what they found was higher strength beers. If they get highly, if you get beer and you highly hop it, um, hops have slightly antimicrobial properties. So if you highly hop a beer, you keep the higher alcohol percentage. It tends to not spoil as easily. These beers met it over to India, and they were they were a huge hit, huge success over there, and they lasted the whole journey, which is the main thing. But because of this, then they got the name India Pale Ale IPAs. Um, and with IPAs, the big thing is they tend to be very hop hop forward. So, you know, in they kind of all went out of fashion for a long time. And then in the late 70s, early 80s, that's where Sierra Nevada and that over in America kind of came back with IPAs. A whole new range of hops that they had grown in America start coming to the fore and they start um, breeding different hop types to get different flavors into the beer. That's, that's kind of where the IPAs come from. Um, and now they've evolved into heaps of different styles at this stage so they have yeah and so Nally, i've been looking into it and there's kind of four main types of ipas based on uh classifications and the first is like the english style so that's what we'd have in ireland here a lot or in england and it's kind of based on the original so it's not that hoppy um you get kind of strong fruit flavors and a kind of a gold c- color when you're pouring it then there's the american style which is um huge flavor so really hoppy really bitter and if it's citrus it's really citrusy then you got your Imperial, which is, you know, kind of 7.5% plus. So your double IPAs and your session IPAs, which are lower in alcohol content. So 35 to 5%. I think they're, it's probably one of the ones that people kind of get into first when they get into craft beers, right? I think it's probably the, the largest kind of, would you say, sector or style of craft beer. Am I, am I wrong or right there? Yeah, so definitely um, it's kind of the biggest uh, seller in all of craft beer as well. You generally have a lot of craft breweries who tend to make maybe two or three styles of uh, IPA, um, and they tend to be the biggest sellers. A lot of people get into craft beer through IPAs, so they do, yeah. I know I did, anyway. And uh, I discovered that um, we should be pronouncing it as an IPA, because the first time IPA was actually used was uh, in Australia, apparently. Um, uh, The name East India Pale Ale appeared in an ad printed in 1892 in the Sydney Gazette, um, but it didn't mention the name of the brewery that was making it. It just said IPA. So I think that's where the abbreviation might have come from. It's great to know that our Southern Hemisphere cousins also won't give the English credit for anything. 
Yes. <laughs> right, and uh, as we're talking about kind of giving stuff their hoppy flavor and stuff like that, I just um, the hop plant itself comes in both male and female forms. The male is typically used to breed the plant and is not for the taste, whereas the female strand of the plant is what goes into the brewing process and gives that hoppy IPA flavor. It's very similar to its uh, its cousin plant that you'd be very familiar with there, while she the hemp plant, yeah. I d- no, not me. I don't touch that stuff. <laughs> Instant denial. That's a, I think that might be a that that could be a separate episode. I'd say I'm throwing out accusations that uh, I don't appreciate. We'll have to travel over to Colorado or Canada or somewhere for that episode. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, and not to go off on a tangent early in this episode, but apparently there's high PAs, which I'm very interested in trying. I think it comes from the CBD side of stuff, yeah. but. In saying that, going off uh, me saying I uh, retract them accusations, uh, I am really looking forward to trying a high PA. I mean, at this stage, it would be rude not to put it on the list, I guess. <laughs> Wouldn't it? <laughs> Mark looks like he's on the fence there for some reason. <laughs> Just try my best not to incriminate anything about myself or anyone I know. <laughs> Mark, listen, you chose our beers this week and they're tropical IPAs. So um, you've chosen Brewdog Elvis Juice and Hopfully's Graciosa, right? Yeah, that's right, Kinger. So um, anyone who knows me will know I have a very fruity flavour. I'm a tropical kind of guy. You know, many's a Hawaiian shirt in my wardrobe. Um, And I thought we'd go a bit off script instead of just doing some boring old IPAs. Let's uh, lighten it up a bit. So I think the first one we're going to start with today is the Brewdog Elvis Juice. So let's uh, rock and roll and open this up. Rock and roll, he says, Elvis Juice. Oh, is that intentional? <laughs> so he's Absolutely, been... that was intentional. He's been sitting on that for a week. <laughs> oh, of course he has. Absolutely. It's probably the only reason he picked it as well. <laughs> oh my God, that smells unbelievable. Okay, so for all our listeners, we're going to use our typical uh, rating system. So starting off with the colour, guys, it's um, a hazy enough IPA. Uh, kind of really rich brown colour. Um, nice head on it as well. It holds the head pretty well. That's what she said. <laughs> Early. <laughs> it's a lot darker than I was expecting it to be. I don't know why I thought it would be a lighter beer, but... Yeah, it's pretty dark. It's. I think it's it's kind of see-through, though. It's not, not super hazy. It's not like orange juice or anything like that. It's clear-ish. Yeah, I'd compare it to I'm grapefruit gonna... juice, but I don't know what grapefruit juice is, so... No. That would that... be um, grapefruit, Mark. Early. <laughs> so in terms of aroma guys you can definitely get that grapefruit smell you know um it's a really really potent smell and i think it's really nice now if you don't like grapefruits maybe it's not for you but how do you guys feel about it i think it smells i think it smells lovely um i'm not i wouldn't be a massive grapefruit fan per se but it smells really um it's a what's the word i'm looking for it is tropical it's a, it's a real pleasing smell to it so yeah king i'd agree with you it's uh it's it's kind of a really sweet smell, so it is. Um, not a big fan of grapefruit either, but it is a really sweet smell and definitely not off-putting anyway, as opposed to the sours. I don't know, I, I'm getting the grapefruit, but I feel like there's nearly something else there, and I, 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 don't, I don't know whether it's just me or... I've had a taste. Um, I'm, I'm disappointed, like, early on, I have to say. Yeah, so the thing with this is, this beer smells fantastic. 
However, it's got this kind of grating feel on your tongue, kind of a harsh mouthfeel. So I, I, I'm going to assume you guys are getting that. You can correct me down in a sec if I'm wrong. But that harsh mouthfeel kind of makes it very acidic. And, you know, it's almost like a, a little burny as you drink it, you know? Like, you know when you hold toothpaste in your mouth for too long and you're like, oh, that kind of feeling? I get that with this beer. It kind of goes real quick when it's in your mouth, but leaves that grapefruity flavor there. Um, it just sticks to your mouth, so it does. Lasts for quite a while. So this is, this is my first time having um, Elvis juice, and... I've heard you guys talk about it a good bit, like not rave about it, but you all said that, well, some of you have said that you've enjoyed it in the past. And I've been looking forward to this since I knew we were doing it um, this week. But I, like initially, I was a bit disappointed when I tasted it. The more I drink it, I'm starting to get the more grapefruity flavours coming through kind of now. and It's it's a bit more enjoyable, I think, the more you drink it, which is probably a dangerous precedent to set for any beer. <laughs> Yeah, it has a tendency to settle down on you. Um, it kind of grows on you. It's uh, it settles down after you drink your first few mouthfuls, and it uh, maybe it's numbing your your taste buds after that sharp acidic blast you get for for the start of it. But it's a really solid uh, tropical IPA for anyone who kind of is like maybe you've had a few IPAs or you want to get into it, but you don't want to have that real ailey, hoppy taste. Um, this is a it's a really solid one to get into. I don't know if I kind of... When I had it first, I remember it being very nice. And I don't know if, from talking about it, I've expected more. Not to say that's let me down, but it's not wowing me like I thought it did the last time I did try it, if that makes sense. Is anybody else finding it kind of gassy? Yes, 100%. Like, I'm deliberately doing it off mic, but I'm burping a lot drinking this. It could be additional sugars in there and as the yeast ferments that it's given off the carbon dioxide to co2 so that definitely could be that is what's contributing to the gas anyway um is the the amount of sugar that's in there just to throw it back to wallachie and um i've i've had this about six months ago and i really loved it and i'm in the same boat as you that the last time i had it i think it was nicer you know and i is this maybe i thought it's, it's by brew dog okay which is a scottish brewery they've gotten very big lately they were selling like shares you can you can buy shares in brewdog you can buy become a member of one of their bears but maybe this is just a an instance of different batches maybe having different tastes and maybe their earlier batches are a bit nicer yeah i'd be the same mark i, I had it a while ago as well it's been a while since i've had it but uh it's not it's not bad by any stretch i don't think but uh it's not living up to what i was had in my head again um but you know saying that as well it's a tropical ipa um, I don't know if you've looked outside, but it is most certainly not tropical weather out there. <laughs> so it, it could it could be having an impact on it, you know, sitting in a cold winter with snow pelting down. It's not it's not the norm for this kind of beer for me anyway. So on the Crafty Crew podcast, we have devised a very scientific rating system. Uh, it's one to five, and it starts at unbearable booze, booze, booze. Booze. Beer. Brutiful and unbeerleavable, Jeff. I always seem to struggle trying to get through those. I think it's because unbeerable and unbeerleavable are quite similar. But, yeah. Uh, where are we starting with this one? So I'd like to throw my hat in the ring first. I kind of thought, based on my previous experience, we might be trying our un- first unbeerleavable Jeff beer. But based on this tasting, no, it's definitely not. I think it's, for me, it's in the beer to... A brutal range. I'm going to give, go with a brutal because I think it just does enough to get up to that. Yeah, so for me, it's just beer. I don't think it 
I'm not, I'm not a big fan of grapefruit. I, I get that that's what it is. It's a grapefruit-infused beer. If you're not a big fan of grapefruit, you might like it as much. It's grand. There's nothing wrong with it, but I don't think it's brutal. It's it's just a beer. It's it's not bad. Not bad, but it's nothing above average for me. Um, just that grapefruit, is, it's kind of overpowering nearly um, when you get near the end of it. it just It's just like it's sitting there waiting to hit you when you get to the end of the can. And uh, that's just, it's just not for me. It's grand, like, but I drink another one or two, but I won't be sticking on it all night. Going off what I said last time, kind of, and we've all seemed to have done this, kind of, our expectations of last time and talking about it a few times, we kind of hyped it up a bit. Now, I was never as high on what Mark was thinking and unbelievable. I was kind of around the brutal side originally, but now I'm kind of just bare and, as you know, I'm kind of... I rate beer on what it is. I'm even a little under that, but I would be leaning towards just beer, if anything. You'll rate the beer lower because I've had something to do with it whilst you had and we have a grudge. (laughs) (laughs) You said it. I said nothing. No, no, there's no bias here now. Come on. (laughs) You got to get in a Thunderdome and sort this thing out. I'm, it's, it's, it's around the beer for me, I think. Um, I think I think I'm more disappointed by I wanted to taste how it smells and it doesn't, um, which to me like it, not that it tastes bad. It's just it's 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 not what I expected it to be. As Nally said, I probably wouldn't have more than maybe two in a night. I definitely wouldn't stick on it for the night. This this is the kind of beer that like if you're having people over to your house, maybe open one or two of them, pour them, and leave them around. You know, just because it's like a really nice candle could could add a good atmosphere to the house. Because it does smell fantastic. It smells unreal, yeah. I will say, for a lot of these brew dog cans, like they're the small 330 mils, and in a lot of ice licenses and all that kind of stuff, they do usually come in like a pack of four in most cases. Uh, now, I would drink the four of them happily, but I wouldn't be necessarily rushing out to get them either. Yeah. You know, if I was to go in there and it's like, oh, there's four, I haven't tried them, I got home, I'll drink all four of them. Happily, I'm not going to be disappointed at the end of them. But uh, after that, I'd, uh, I wouldn't be going back the next time. I have to make sure that I have to pick up another four, you know what I mean? That's fair enough. Yeah, I think this is kind of the one where, you know, if you rock up to someone's house and they say, do you want a beer? And they throw you out of Canada, you're not going to be disappointed. But you're not necessarily going to stock your own fridge with it. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and just to put one final nail in the coffin i know i'm the one who gave it a slightly higher rating but uh it's called elvis juice okay and the little tagline that they've written on the side of the can is juiced up and ready to roll they haven't even quoted elvis so actually no that's a bit disappointing oh that's a booze that's a booze then (laughs) that's a booze lad how do you not do that yeah i mean like we said before i think puns and craft beer go hand in hand so You've really missed a jump on that one. Um, <laughs> there's plenty there for for puns for Elvis. I mean, the can should at least have his hair on it or something, right? Very disappointed. Okay, guys, so um, guess to round it up, uh, we're settling on a just beer for this one. It's a grand tropical IPA. Anyone starting off wants their first one. You won't go wrong with this. You might not go right, but it's just beer. Yep. It's almost like you had that planned, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I do some prep for the podcast, Kinger, is it? <laughs> Hey, I'm the one on the show, man. <laughs> okay, I want to throw this one on you before you have much of a time to think about it, right? So, um, 
I was wondering if you were to ever own your own craft brew bar, what would you call it? Ah, uh, come on. That's a great name, Walchie. You should definitely just call it that. Come on. <laughs> that's a, that's yeah, a weird that's... name to call a bear. <laughs> I've actually got a half-baked idea of this because I considered doing my own home bar in a shed out in my garden. And the sign I was going to put over it was Hughes's Booze. So like Hughes Booze. It works. That works. Because yeah. when I thought about this question earlier and I, I was thinking about what you might call your bears and I thought you might go with Hughes Brews as opposed to Hughes Booze. But both work. I mean, if it's if it was a brewery, Hughes Brews, hundred percent. Yeah. But if you're serving other people's Fair, beer, yeah. you know. But did Kinger say bar or brewery? Bar. Craft a craft beer bar. Oh. Yeah. So Hughes Booze, it is. I have a cheap one. It's it's just easy. I'm trying to think of a pun off my name, but I've nothing because we're from Athlone. I'm gonna go with <laughs> Da Town Brewery. That's terrible. Oh, oh, sorry, Hugh. Hey, it's not my fault that your surname doesn't rhyme with a beer-based word. Right, okay. The only thing I could come up with is Walshie's Wagon. But oh like, my God. you're on the wagon when you're full of beer. I, I, it, that works. Uh, that, to be fair, that, that I was works. stretching, but... Yeah. It's, I, it's, thought, I thought... It's on the wagon, not when you're not drinking. Because you fall off the wagon when you go back drinking. <laughs> well, I mean, he could, he could, he could, he could, he could dress up the inside of the bar like the old kind of wagon, like you know, wagon wheels in the wall and stuff, and make it a western theme bar. <laughs> oh my god, I would pay to see Walshie in a Stetson. <laughs> this has become more of a slagging match than I anticipated it was right. going to be. <laughs> Kinger, I would just like to say thank you for uh, your, you know, enthusiasm towards my initial idea. You know, I I'm mean, that's what friends you, do, man. you know. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, so Nally, what would you name your bar? Pub. That's it. I'd just call it Pub. Where are you going, Pub? Done. Dusted. <laughs> <laughs> Simple. Get straight to the point. No faffing about Pub. But, <laughs> How about you, Kinger? <laughs> I think, I, I don't know, like, because everyone calls me Kinger, I'd probably go, like, uh, Kinger's Keg House or something. Just something kind of, you know... Yeah, if you were if you were funny, you could call it Kinger Zingers, but you're not funny. No, definitely not. So. <laughs> Classy. Okay, so what I decided to do was offer the olive branch to Walshie. And in our Sours episode, episode two, anyone listening, go back, check it out. We had an absolutely delightful uh, beer called Leg Swap from um, the Hopfully Brew- Brewing Company. Uh, and so to bring these guys back in, because I think they were, it was a really good beer the first time, and I want really want to try more of their brews. Uh, we're going to try another one from Hoffley, and it's called Graciosa. And there's no flavor specifically assigned to this. It is a tropical IPA. So let's see what a brewery's idea of what tropical as a tropical IPA means. Nothing to do with the beer, to be fair, but like looking at the can uh, initially, I love the design. It's just a real minimalistic... Um, would you say turquoise blue kind of label? Like um, like all of Hopfleet's cans, and I don't know if you guys have seen any of their other cans apart from Leg Swap and this, but please Google it because it's very entertaining. But um, it basically, for anyone who's a Pokemon fan, it looks like an executor that has like one hand behind its head and is touching himself. <laughs> he is wearing a towel, to be fair. Yeah, but he's, he's still touching himself, let's be honest. <laughs> And he has one eye. 
instead of Executor having three heads. Yeah, okay. It was a, it was a fairly loose <laughs> analogy, Wallachy. I'll give you that. <laughs> I mean, we're talking Pokemon here. Um, <laughs> this isn't a Pokemon podcast. There's enough of them already. Yeah, so just on this, Mark, you know, the, the last one we had, the Elvis Shoes by Brewdog, was Grapefruit Infused um, IPA. So this one, it's a little bit different. They're, they're calling it a tropical IPA. But I think all of the flavors that they're getting are coming from the hops that they've used in it. But I'm not sure what hops they've used in it. Sometimes it's great. With some some beers, uh, they'll give you the hops that they've used on the side of the can, which is great. But uh, these don't have it on it. But it's 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 coming from the hops that they they're getting that tropical flavor. It's a uh, it's a lot lighter in color. Um, Absolutely. And it's I think it's a good bit hazier as well. It's there's it looks to be less kind of carbonated or fizzy if that makes sense I think the bubbles are there if you look at the bottom of your glass but you're definitely not looking through this beer you can as Nadia was saying there it depends on the hops that they're using it you can definitely smell the hops I'm finding and I do I'm actually really liking the smell it kind of reminds me of like you know fresh cut grass or something yeah it's kind of a piney kind of a smell on it it's um it's it's really nice with it. It's a fresh smell. Just a quick shout out on them. Um, the Elvis juice is uh, 6.5%, as opposed to this, which is 5.3%. So there is a difference in that as well. That um, It hasn't gone too high up in the alcohol where it's, um, it's the carbonation has died off. It's still quite fizzy. Like It's it's more subdued than the, the Elvis juice, but it's still there. Yeah, there's definitely not as much of a pungent smell off of this. Like, uh, just going, we've talked about the colour. The aroma, if you get close to it, you do get a very sweet smell. And then, like, in terms of the head, it, it holds a really good head, even better than the Elvis juice. It's almost like a stout head, the way this is holding it. Yeah, so it's it's kind of straw-coloured. It's it's definitely not as clear as the Elvis juice. I feel like, for some reason, I feel like this is more of an acquired taste than the Elvis juice. Um. Yeah, that's possibly very true, but I have to say, I am absolutely loving every mouthful of this. Um, like, straight away, I'm thinking, the last Hopfley um, brew I had, like, really surprised me, and I really loved it. But this, like, I wasn't surprised. Looking at a tropical IPA, it's something I really like. Um, I don't think I've even had a bad one, and it's really right down my alley. I wanted so hard to disagree with Mark in every way, shape, or form. But buddy's right. I am thoroughly enjoying this beer. I think it's gorgeous. This this is a it's a bit of a strange one, lads, because you seem to butt heads an awful lot. But this is you know two episodes in a row where you've agreed. Uh, this is three beers in a row where you've agreed fully on what it is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's Nally, happening. If you're here. asking me, I think I think I think it's all for show. I think they. They're texting outside of our podcast group and they're saying, oh, let's clash on this. Let's clash on this. And then they're sending like little heart emojis to each other the whole time. I think that's what's actually happening. You're trying to screen my text, Kinger. Who do you think you are, my girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, so the mouthfeel on this is, it's not as, um, it's not as, it's not as fizzy as the last one. It's definitely a little bit less, but I don't think it lasts as long after you drink it either. With the Elvis juice, it kind of stuck around for a while. I think this one kind of, after you've had it, the flavour kind of dies off a little bit quicker. Not that that's a bad thing. It's just, you know, you have to go back and get another mouthful to get the flavour back again. Would you say it's efficient, uh, Nally, that it does its job and then it's gone? You, you got me. That's, that's yeah, that's exactly how I like to describe beer. Efficient. 
if there's one word I would use for describing beer, it's efficient. <laughs> efficient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As as Nally says, the taste goes away, and it just means you have to go for another sip. That's shocking. I have to continuously drink. I mean, that's devastating. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but one thing I find with very sweet beers is, especially, as you say, Nally, when the mouth ta- the mouthfeel or the taste disappears quite quickly and you're drinking a lot of it, is the sweetness can overpower you almost. You know, it's too sweet and then you're kind of like, oh, I'm a bit sick of this, but I'm almost finished this and I have to say, I am not sick of it at all. I'm just dying for more. I, like, it's weird and I know maybe the name Tropical IPA is playing and in in my imagination but i could see myself quite happily sitting on a beach kind of you know uh blue skies waves crashing drinking this all day long like it's it's initially i didn't think i was gonna like it too much but the more i drink it again i think the more i'm getting into it podcast isn't that big yet kinger you might want to just shelve those dreams for a while (laughs) that one sunny day mark was talking about we'll make sure to get a lock of them cans in We'll go down to Burgess Park or something. Burgess Park, home of the Midlands and Shandy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do do we do we want to uh, rate Hopfully's Graciosa then on our very scientific rating system? Yeah, definitely. I'll let the other guys go first. I'm still deciding. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm going to let Walshy go first. Walshy, you take the lead on this one. See where we yeah. land. I was going to leave it to the other two boys because Mark, me, and yourself have kind of obviously the, big fans. You're not going to so lowball them, like. <laughs> that's fair enough. That, that's fair enough. You know what? Fine. If we're going to have this, I'm going to throw it in. I'm going to go because this is the first unbeerleavable beer we have had. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Not at all. <clears throat> okay, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, it's beautiful. Uh, unbeerleavable. Ooh, you're pushing it. Just no. Um, no, I couldn't go that far. It's really light on the malt. It's not. It's not. It's not overpowering or anything. The hops are there. It's really nice flavor. But I don't know, man. It's. It's like really. You're gonna sit down and drink a couple of pints of that. Like I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect in a three thirty mil can, and I'll have two or three of them. But I. I don't think I'm sitting there having three or four pints. An awful lot. It's, you know, it's grand. Like, but pints would be killer. Like, you all know me. I'm. I'm. I'm super positive in my rating system. I like. I've thrown a lot of fives from my own untapped up there. Uh, uh, the, uh, for me, it's definitely better than just beer. I think it's it's hovering nicely around the Brutaville. I definitely would have a few of these like for a day session, but I'd have to switch off it at some point. That's fair. And like you were saying earlier on, Kinger, on a beach. I don't know when we'll ever get on a beach again, but that one sunny day in June that we get again, I look forward to it. Yeah. Sunny day out in a beer garden, happily drink, you know, because they're only three thirty mils. I'd happily drink, you know, five or six of them, but all night could be a bit much because it is pretty sweet. It's it is nice. Don't, don't get me wrong, it is lovely. I just I don't think it's up there with like there are no better beers than this. I don't think it's at that level. If that makes sense. I mean, fair enough. Like I don't think I've had a better tropical IPA than this, but you know, I have to. Have to bow to the consensus of the group, you know. <laughs> have you had many tropical IPAs, Mark? You might still call me Hawaii Five O, Walshy. You're looking at Mister oh, Tropical over no. here, okay? 
Nope. This man has an extensive range of Hawaiian shirts, for God's sake. Do you want me to get a Hawaiian shirt? I'll get a Hawaiian shirt. I'll post it to you down in Athlone. You can wear it. You can wear it down to Golden Island and see what happens to you. I would like to find out calling yourself Hawaii Five O might be copyright, and Wayne Mardle might have something to say about that. Is that not Hawaii Five O One? I fucked that up. Get Damn it! Right. I thought that was good. <laughs> Nanny, did you specify really where you stood? Yeah, I think regardless of where I stand, I think the three E have it as a beautiful. So I don't know how much of a difference I can make. I I don't want to give it unbearable because. You know, that might drag it down to where I think it should live, but I can't do that. That's not justified. It's a cheat way of doing it. So to me it's just beer. It's just beer. It's not it's not it's grand. It's grand. It's just beer. Like I said, I, I can't imagine sitting down drinking four or five pints of this. It's not gonna it's it's not gonna be the best thing in the world. But again, if someone gives me a pint of it or gives me a can of it, I'm never gonna turn it down. It's just meh, it's grand. Okay, so so that being said, with uh, with a uh, just beer rating and unbelievable Jeff and two brutifuls, are we are we landing on brutiful? I think so. Yeah, I think that seems like the cons- consensus. That's yeah. fair okay, hopefully, Graciosa gets a brutiful rating from the Crafty Crew podcast. Okay, you're stranded on a desert island. What three beers are you going to bring with you? Kinger, do you mean specific beers or beer styles? I was going to ask that as well, yeah. Let's go specific beers. Okay, I'm going to kick this off. and I'm going to say if we're stranded on a desert island, it means we are in a tropical environment. Is that fair to say, Kinger? It's 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 your interpretation. But Kinger, is it okay. fair to say? It's fair to say. Yeah, it's, it's fair, fair to, to say. say. So the first beer I'd pick is Hopfleys Graciosa. Because I think this is a fantastic <laughs> tropical IPA that would go absolutely beautifully on a deserted uh, desert island in the middle of nowhere. We're, like f- we're not upping the rating. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, well, I, I genuinely would bring that. I think it's delicious. Um, okay. I think it's fantastic. Um, in terms of what else I'd bring, I'd bring a nice, smooth... Um, IPA. Let's mend the bridges with uh, with Brewdog. I'd bring their Punk IPA, nice and smooth and tasty, uh, really well recognised IPA. And then for the you know those nights where the sun sets and it starts to get a bit chilly, I'd bring some lovely cans of Guinness. While she's deep in thought there. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm actually looking at my wall and all my stickers to try to get some. Um... I do have a few. I mean, Desert Island really makes no difference. I'm just going to pick three of my favourites. Uh, I'm going to go off with the standard. Dead Centre, Seeking Sunshine. Other breweries are available. Oh. <laughs> Dead Centre, Seeking Sunshine. For me, that's the, the pinnacle. After that, then, I'm going with... It probably wouldn't suit the, the scenery, but Glass from the White Hag. It's a milkshake IPA. Nally knows what we're talking about here. Beautiful stuff. And then Rascals. Uh, it's called the Candyman. It is a salted caramel stout for them evenings. Beautiful, nice evenings that Mark was referring to. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm going to have to rob one of them off with Walshie. Dead Center Seeking Sunshine is, it's class. Go on, Mark, get it in. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying it's a little bit funny picking a beer called Seeking Sunshine if you're stranded on a desert island where probably the one thing you can't get 
less of is sunshine. It's the one thing you have too much of. Okay, well, what I'll do so is I'll change it up to the the other one that they brought out there recently was part of their limited edition. It was Silhouettes, which is uh, very similar to Seeking Sunshine, but a uh, big fan of that. So let's go with Silhouettes instead of Seeking Sunshine, Mark, just to cover that for you. My second beer then would probably be uh, Whit Beer. So St. Bernardus do a really great Whit Beer. It's a kind of a Belgian beer. It's, it's class, so it's a big fan of it. So I would have that as my second beer. And then uh, probably just to change it up then, probably a stout of some sort. So, oh, oh I know the one. Wicklow Wolf last year brought out these. Oh, it was class. It was my favorite. They brought out Apex S'mores. It was part of their, uh, so Wicklow Wolf have this uh, this line that they do every so often. It's their endangered species. So it's limited run of, uh, of a beer. They brought this one out, uh, Apex S'mores, the marshmallow stout. I loved it. It was class. So much so I tried to get it for Christmas and there was no sign of it anywhere. It's gone. It, yeah, so they'd be my three. Silhouettes, uh, St. Bernardo's Fit Beer and Apex S'mores by Wicklow Wolf. How about you, Kenger? You've had long enough now to I, think about it. I have, yeah. And I actually hadn't thought about this one. I would probably... Not my number one choice, but I would I would agree with Mark on one. I'd, I'd have to have Guinness because it's just like to remind me of home, if nothing else. Um, uh, Hope... Hope Brewing had one called Pass If You Can, which I had over Christmas, and it was like, holy shit, like, it's outrageously good. Yes, representing the North County Dublin buzz up here, Hope Brewing <laughs> Hope Brewing Company, Baldoyle, please, any listeners, if you love a good craft brewery, Hope Brewery are one of the best in the country, try them out. And if Hope Brewery appreciate my plug and want to send me some free beer, craftycrewpodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, an important note there, Mark. Um, other breweries are available. Hey. <laughs> and my third one, I think, would have to be Meskin's Westport Blonde Beer. It's just incredible. So I'd say Guinness, Meskin Blonde, and um, Hope's uh, Pass If You Can will be my three. That about wraps up this week's episode of the Crafty Crew podcast. Next week's episode is on red ales and it's fallen to me to choose the beer. So I'm choosing Galway Bay's Bay Ale and Dublin City Brewing Company's Renegade. Also, if you have any questions for the podcast, Mark, where can people get in touch? Everybody can get in touch with us on Facebook, uh, Spotify, soundcloud anchor any of your usual podcast streaming services at crafty crew podcast and if you want to follow all of our ratings for all of the beers we try find us at crafty underscore crew underscore podcast on untapped deadly and on that note it's a goodbye from mark from walshy from nally and from myself kinger see you next week <laughs>